Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by Paymaya. If you're not familiar with what Paymaya is, listen up. Paymaya is a free mobile wallet app available on iOS and Android. And get this, if you download the app and use our code WWPAYMAYA, you'll get 50 pesos on us. In this time of social distancing, you can securely pay for your groceries, your bills, and even send money to your loved ones in a non-contact and cashless way. So remember, don't pay cash, pay Maya. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Roll, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. My name is Stan C. And uh, as you can see tonight, I am not joined by my regular co-hosts, Ro Moran, Raf Camus, and Chino Liao. Uh, this is a special episode of the podcast, a bonus one, because as we've been talking about all week, uh, we've been dedicating it to the hashtag speaking out movement. And we've called this the hashtag speaking out sessions where we've brought on female voices to help educate us and to help uh, spur the conversation about sexual harassment, um, you know, wh- wherever it happens in our life, in the workplace, and as we've come to know over the weekend in, in uh, detail in the pro wrestling industry. So uh, my guest for this evening is uh, someone who was referred to me by my former radio partner, Cheska Litton, our mutual friend. And she is a co-founder of Empower Philippines. So they are a nonprofit that works with uh, survivors of rape and people who've gone through abuse. Uh, and she's going to tell you more about that in a bit. But for now, please welcome our guest, Ms. Ria Gamboa. Hi, Ria. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Hi, no, everybody. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, how, how is it? Um, how, uh, what's going through your mind, Muna? I guess that's my first question. Like as we uh, get into a conversation like this, because. Um, I think we've said it ad nauseum na parang this is a very uh, tough conversation to have. So what's what's going yeah. through your mind right now? Well, I mean, I do feel that this this is something that I feel very passionate about. And anytime anybody wants to hear about it, I'm game. Like, no matter what, this is something that matters a lot to me. However, there's a little bit of, um, I would say, not apprehension, but it's more of, I wonder if it will actually create an impact. 
I feel that it's a responsibility that whatever I say here, if my point is not gotten across, it might, you know, it might end up backfiring on the movement, the movement and in terms of safety and how women are viewed in the society. So I feel it's a big responsibility. It's a bit daunting, but at the same time, I'm fully into it and fully game. Can you please tell our listeners and our viewers about the work that you sure. do with Empower Philippines and how you became uh, personally invested in this movement mm. in, in the first place? Okay. So basically, uh, for about, I would say, uh, 10 years now, I had been involved in empowerment coaching. And this was not uh, particularly about uh, abuse survivors. It so happened that at some point in 20, I would say 2011 or 2012, a good friend of mine who would just, you know, confided me as a friend, um, shared to me her story about being abused. In fact, she didn't come to me to talk about that, but she was dealing with her own issues with, with her, you know, what was going on in her life. And it came out that she ended up um, uh, admitting that something had happened to her when she was younger. And what happened was, um, basically, I started to develop an interest and curiosity about these types of things. Um, I do have a background in psychology and human empowerment or personal development. So I've always been naturally curious about people's behavior, sociology, and how people think, right? So more yeah. of the, uh, after that, more women started coming to me, recommended by that one friend that uh, said, Rhea was able to help me, why don't you... Um, go to her and then before you know it um, I started being surrounded by by people who were trying to relieve themselves of trauma of abuse so that's how it first started and then at some point in 2014 um, a friend of mine somebody I've known for a couple of years came out with her own me too story way before me too happened and when when that happened um, there was a big uh, I would say there was a big backlash against her and I, I I think that was when I started feeling committed to doing something about the culture because not sure uh, predators are out there more often than not there are good people in the world but they don't know that somehow they might be contributing to a culture that supports unknowingly supports these uh, bad people so I was committed that I wanted to create a shift. So basically, I parted up with that girl, my friend, who came out um, in 2014. And uh, she is actually my, I would say she was even doing more in 2019 for this work that we're doing for Empower Philippines. Her name is Kat Alano. She She's the one who handles most of the stuff that's been going on, especially last year when I became busy with corporate stuff. So, yeah, we started a nonprofit organization. The whole idea is to provide a compassionate education for shifts in gender equality and protection from gender-based violence. So what we do is really educate people. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, uh, so it, it really starts with the conversation, eh, right? Uh, um, it, it starts with somebody coming forward. And I guess as we've seen over the last, um, I would say, three or four years, is that more and more survivors have been coming forward with the rise yes, of right. movements and hashtags like Me Too, yes, Ntaapo, right. and now in, in our industry, Speaking Out. So yeah. um, can you please uh, tell me about the impact that these movements have had, at least um, from what okay. you've seen and from the work that you've done? Um, from what I was seeing, let's say when Kat 
my my partner for the NP, the nonprofit um, came out in 2014. Um, most people just I would say most people, especially those who don't personally know her, because the thing is, if you know Kat, you would know that she's a woman of integrity. She's always honest, and you wouldn't really question her credibility if you actually knew her personally. But I understand that when when you you know you go up against a more powerful, more known celebrity the whole fandom kind of starts having all these negative things to say about you, right? Um, yeah. And it wasn't so negative. She got death threats. She got black. Uh, she, she, she got blacklisted from work. Even her career was killed. Um, she got uh, basically so many threats to her life and to her future that she was, you know, they, everybody was trying to intimidate her, assuming things about her as a person and then now she spoke up against uh he, she spoke up about it again and there are like hundreds literally hundreds of people apologizing to her saying that wow when i heard about this six years ago i was actually one of the people who didn't believe you and i'm so sorry because now i know better now i know that not everything we see on the media we, we've been fooled basically and it's so cathartic for her so that's when I got, you know, I always thought that educating people would be powerful, but it's frustrating to be honest with you, because when you're shifting, you're trying to shift mentalities, social cultural mentalities that have been deeply ingrained for so long. We really think it's the truth, not knowing that it's just a mentality, right? So sobrang frustrating trying to shift that and change people's minds and get them to see the bigger picture. You'll end up uh, you know, probably arguing with trolls if if you, which I I did last week. I pretty much had to like really pumatol ako sa mga troll, and it gets so frustrating. Pero when you see the reaction of people and how much it has changed in the past six years, we realize it's worth it. Women are more listened to now. Let's put it that way. There used to be a culture of complicity, and when I say complicity, hindi yan yung literal na tinulungan nilang mangrape yung tao, pero yung hindi nila alam na tutulungan nila yung mga rapist or mga predator na maging mas matapang, mas powerful because they are also kind of um, supporting these people without realizing it. So, yeah, um, now because of the education that we do, people are starting to understand that what they are doing might actually be helping the rapist or the predator and silencing or shaming the victim. So, now that people are more aware, they're more conscious of the, the message that they put out, and that has a that has a an effect. That uh, were you able to hear me? Sorry, yeah, that has an effect. Yeah, I was, I was. Yeah, um, multiply yung effect na because we are influenced by the people around us. So your friends start um, enlightening you about things. I could change my mind because so many of my friends are starting to understand the reality and I get educated na sooner or later I believe the same belief that they do. So that nagiging exponential yung yung pagbukas ng utak natin I believe and that's happening slowly right now. 
part of the uh, movement and part of the um, enlightenment, as you mentioned, I guess, also yeah. comes with the use of words, right? Um, yes, so, yes, exactly. um, something I've come to learn over the last week as I've been um, doing my background research on, on this conversation is how uh, the preferred term for survivors is that survivor yeah. instead of victim. And yes, uh, can, right. can you please shed light on, on why uh, that nuance matters? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the truth is a lot of women don't even come out about what happened to them because a lot of people don't want to look at them as victims. Um, that may be new knowledge for some people because yung iba, diba, yung may term na ay pa victim ka naman, we all assume that people want to look at themselves and make themselves look kawawa. But the truth is when you go through trauma and abuse, there's a tendency to kind of deny that something bad happened to you because you don't want to think that you're damaged. Yun yung mentality ng, let's use the term victim. Yun ang mentality ng mga, mga talagang na-victima. Ayaw nilang tingnan yung sarili nila as damaged. And because of that, it stops them from speaking about what happened to them, um, calling out the person who did something to them. And we realize that how about we look at them in a different light? You are not somebody who's damaged. You're somebody who is a strong person who didn't falter, who didn't uh, die when this happened. So it would be, I think, most um, empowering to use the word survivors rather than victim. But I do believe that if a woman would refer to herself as a victim, then that's really the whole point. We want to give them the power of consent to them. There. Mm -hmm. So... Um over the last uh, three, four years, uh, hashtag MeToo became a very loud movement. And then locally, we had Iha Ako, which uh, really took on a life of its own because of the, um, the issue between Ben Tulfo and Frankie Pangilinan. So uh, now, you've also got the pro wrestling industry uh, getting rocked over the weekend with the hashtag speaking out. So yeah. I remember when uh, we first spoke on the phone last Monday, uh, you, you didn't mm -hmm. know that this happened, but in the time since, I guess I wanted to uh, know your thoughts on, on I guess, pro, pro wrestling's version of the hashtag MeToo movement. Yes, that's right. Uh, sorry, what, what's your question? I oh, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on, on uh, speaking out. Ah, the recent, the recent. Yes, take, um, taking on a life of its own. Uh, to be honest with you, it's long overdue. Um, the past uh, three years when Me Too, Me Too started around October of 2017, if I'm not mistaken, or closer to no November, if I'm not mistaken, um, yeah. when that happened, it also trickled globally. You know what I mean? Like we had our conversations here in the Philippines. A lot of people started uh, talking about it. However, there was no person popular enough. There was no person... Uh, grandiose enough and it didn't get traction because hindi sensationalized. I think it. We, nobody wanted to sensationalize something like this in the Philippines because our culture is still primarily very conservative. There's a big um, um, modesty and purity culture here in the Philippines where women yeah. still get shamed about, you know, being liberal with their mentality. So, medyo takot pa rin yung mga tao mag-name ng names. And I feel that that's healthy, to be honest. We don't want sensa to sensationalize something like this. Um, however, 
what happened was the trickling into our culture of being educated about it, um, it took a while. It became very slow. So when this happened, it's so powerful, I believe, when when known people actually stand with you or I, I don't even care who the predator is or who the perpetrator is. He doesn't have to be famous. But when known people with a very strong voice actually speak up the way Frankie Pangilinan did, yeah. the way Kat Alano did, then it creates a bigger impact for the, for the I, be, I guess, the bigger society because it's mainstreamed. Uh, when they're known figures, they get a, they have a power to influence and get a proper message across. And I believe that it's about time somebody, um, somebody known or famous finally spoke up about an uncomfortable topic because I, I think even artistas, they believe the same things we do. They're also, in a way, woke. But they don't want to talk about uncomfortable things because it might disrupt whatever, you know, positive, happy, happy image that they have. I get that. Uh, I get why, but I don't stand for it. So, yeah, my thoughts are it's about time. It's about time that we have this conversation. Now, um, we've got a question on the comment section from Jackie Arias who asks, what your take is on people who assume that these movements, Me Too, Speaking yeah. Out, Ihaafo, they're witch hunts yes. on men accused of sexual misconduct. What got do you think it. about that? Well, to be honest, if, if, if they had committed sexual misconduct, it's about time. It's about time everybody be held accountable. Um, I know that some are concerned and I've heard a lot of, I would say, misogynistic or misogynistic men or incels, as I would say, na feeling nila the Me Too movement as a witch hunt, meaning any woman can tag a guy as a you know perpetrator of sexual abuse just to extract revenge um i'm not saying it doesn't happen um let me tell you that in terms of statistics there's a two percent um statistic of false claims globally however in the philippines it's actually one percent the false accusations because here in the uh, there, there are a lot less reported cases women are more silent here we understand that it's much lower in the Philippines. So yeah, if ever sabihin na natin, they're out of a hundred people, ninety-nine women are telling the truth and one woman is lying. Would you disregard the ninety-nine just because of that one person? You don't want to listen to all hundred, all of the one hundred, just because there's a possibility that one person may be lying. I do believe each person's story has to be heard, whether she may be the one percent or not. Any, we listen to everybody. And then we do our own due diligence, finding out what happened, hearing the side of the perpetrator, what are the details of the story, character history of both parties. You know, you do your own vetting to know who should be believed. Um, and I feel that people shouldn't really be scared if they are not doing these things. Most of the people who get too scared about being tagged, it's because they know that they probably did something in the past. However, um, I do have to point out that the point of these conversations, the Me Too movement speaking out, Ihako, the point is, I, at least the way I understand it, the point is not to be combative and point fingers and say, you're a rapist, you're a rapist. People get so scared um, that that's what yeah. this movement is about. But I think what it's about is to have a proper conversation so that we can be clear about our boundaries for us to 
already finally address the pink elephant in the room and say, you know what, you may have done that when you were younger. I hope that after this conversation, it allows you to take a look at your own behavior and reevaluate and know that you shouldn't be doing that again. I think it, it creates an important conversation so that we can be better people. That's what I feel the movement is about, to really discuss boundaries and for people to be clear about what is right and wrong. And that's such an important um, um, subject to talk about. One of the common reactions that I see online when I read about, uh, especially people in authority or, or public mm-hmm. figures who get accused of sexual misconduct is, Hala, paano na yung career nila? what happens to them? So I, uh, I, I guess the question I wanted to ask is, um, if you are uh, an outsider looking in, what is the mm-hmm. ethical response uh, towards the perpetrator? Like, um, should we be sympathetic to them or is there a way for their careers to be salvaged? Because um, I'm not going to deny that these are questions that have also crept into our consciousness from mm-hmm. the moment names like Kevin Spacey, for example, yeah. uh, they, uh, they, they got dragged into the conversation because, yes, of, their, uh, exactly. because of the allegations. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, this is very tricky, and I do have my own opinions, but I'm not saying that I should, you know, I should decide on these things, you know. However, I do believe yeah. that for the, if somebody is proven to be guilty, I do believe they have to take accountability. Um, I do believe that they need to, like, Cosby should go to jail, Weinstein should go to jail. However, what happens during the time that you've been found guilty or that you've been accused, what do you do with that moment? Do you have any yeah. form of remorse? Um, are you looking at your own behavior and thinking, oh my gosh, I now know that that's horrible. I'm going to do better next time. I think that counts for something when somebody has remorse. And at the end of the day, forgiveness should come from the survivor, whoever they violated, not from us, not from us. Um, I do believe as a society, we can and we we, it will be a healthy attitude to be forgiving if somebody is actually um, sorry for what he did. However, real um, forgiveness is not for us to say. It's for the survivor. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to go to one example is recently an actor, the actor, what's his name? Ansel Elgort. Uh, was also um, trending online because a girl accused him of... I don't even know if she accused him of rape, but when I read what she wrote, she was saying that, A, she's a minor, which I found out later on because that was my reaction. 17, it depends on what state you're in. And if I'm not mistaken, they came from New York. So she is of legal age. So that's uh, already one thing. Um, secondly, she said that well, she was a virgin when this happened, and when she was already sobbing and crying, he all he said was, "We gotta break you in." He didn't stop. He didn't offer to ask her, oh, "Wait, are you okay? Are you hurt? Should I continue? Do you still want to do this?" He he didn't say that. He just continued and said, "Wait, we gotta break you in." Um, that is very tricky because at the end of the day, she didn't say no. She didn't say stop. Pero I believe, I believe, I I don't wanna. Um, say that that is rape um, but I do believe that any man if you see a woman crying uncomfortable crying unresponsive then you should hey are you still enjoying this do you want to continue I think we should be sensitive enough to ask that I mean I don't know if that's too much to ask um, however 
the way it shouldn't be. It sh- you should you should uh you should be okay to take a look if the other person is even still into this, right? That's how I feel as a woman, and I'm not naman conservative yes. for me to assume that men should think that way. Um, what I noticed with the response of Ansel Elgort, which brings me to why I brought that up, is he didn't actually discredit the woman. He said, I can't claim to know what Ga- how Gabby is feeling, but that's not what I understood from what happened. I'm not sure if he's talking about what happened, meaning uh, pinilit pa rin ba niya yung girl or hindi? Because that was unclear. In fact, the girl never exaggerated it eh. She never said, I was screaming. No, she just said that I was crying and sobbing. And all yeah. he had to say was this. She also did it. Like, I think both of them were telling the truth. But I, I believe that if the response was somewhat similar to, let's say, I, I don't want to give guys clues on how to look not guilty. However, yeah. if that was genuine, his response was not a PR you know, strategy. I believe that that deserves a second chance. And... I do believe he needs to apologize to the girl, which he did. There, so yeah, um, case to case basis. That's what I'm saying. So what we're seeing here is that there is um, an, an embedded and systemic culture. These are uh, these were mm-hmm. the same words we used last night uh, in in our uh, discussion, Aman, with um, with our guests from last night, yeah. and uh, they brought up the concept of the rape culture pyramid where mm-hmm. there are normalized behaviors in society that gradually escalate and lead to yung mga mas grabbing behaviors uh, yeah. because yung uh, mga normalized behaviors were desensitized. Yes, so right. I, I guess the, the, the question I wanted to ask to tie into that is, what are these common behaviors that we normally see na parang, ah, uh, it, it, it can slide, uh, boys will be boys, or... Oh, you shouldn't be so so sensitive, yung mga ganyan. Can we point out yeah. some of these? Um, to be honest with you, uh, what what separates? Uh, I I would say. Uh, what separates us is basically consent. I think, regardless of whether you feel that the girl as a lalaki ako, and I feel that what I'm doing naman is not a big deal. What I'm do, it's not up to you to decide what makes somebody uncomfortable and what somebody doesn't want to be involved with. It's all about consent. So it could be something as Baba was putting your arm around her. And if you don't, you're not mindful enough to see if she flinches or kind of medyo If you're not mindful enough, that could constitute as inappropriate behavior. It's not abuse yet, of course. Um, exaggerate naman para sabihin abuse siya. Pero it's already inappropriate behavior if you're not sensitive enough to know that she doesn't want to have your arm um, around her. Diba? Yeah. <clears throat> so, it really, like, that, that clearly defining line is really consent. I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's a thin line. Because, sorry, let me just... No, no, don't worry about it. I'm already paying me, so. I don't want to say that it's a thin line, the the line of consent, because to me it's a difference of as night and day. It's completely different. Mm-hmm. Consent is the pinaka defining factor of what is okay and what is not. If the other person is into it, go for gold. Saya, de ba? Kayun dalawa go lang kung pareho kayo ng trip, de ba? But if she's yeah. not into it, she's not okay. Don't don't force it. Don't. 
try to trick her into it. Don't, you know, wag mong, um, there's even, sige, since we're discussing how this pyramid, you know, that why, how it escalates into actual assault or actual rape, no? It yes. can start as babaw as sexual harassment yung parang hihiritan mo yung friend mo na mga inappropriate jokes that could be the lowest ano of the pyramid a lot of us do that even us women we can make inappropriate jokes but to be mindful if the other person um um is into it is enjoying it or finding it funny is another another thing that we have to watch out for um women in the philippines are trained to be kind of compliant parang Para kunyari, hindi ako uncool, I'll just laugh along. And men yeah. um, men would misconstrue that as compliance. And I have to say, that is part of the education we do. We tell women, that you, you, it's okay, be clear about your boundaries. Pag may bastos na joke, tas medyo uncomfortable ka, huwag ka makitawa, girl. We tell them that. It's part of the education. Because you don't want to confuse women also about what's okay and what's not. But what do you Admit- do in situations where, sorry to cut you off, but like what do you sure, do in situations sure. where, for example, nasa office setting ka and your boss, mm-hmm. who is male and, and you're a female, uh, he makes a sexist joke and everybody laughs about it, even the titos and the titas in the office kasi yeah. eh. and, and you're yeah. a younger woman or or you could be a man and uh, you don't like it, you find it distasteful. Mm-hmm. How do you respond to that? How do you call that out? Uh, personally, this happened to me uh, some time ago. Um, actually, this person is somebody I still admire, but he's a bit old school. And he made a rape joke in front of about 50 people. And what happened was, yung isa naming girl at work, she was not very, you know, her personality is medyo shy. And then she's really pretty. Hiniritan siya sinabi na, oh, itong mga teammate mo, puro lalaki nasa team mo, eh. ano, sabihin ko ba na, ano, pwede to. Pa- parang he made the rape joke and nobody laughed. I was so proud of our people that these are young people who are actually intimidated by the person who said that, but all of them were like, parang awkward, wala namang nang, ano sa kanya, but we, and then everybody was looking at me because they know the kind of work that I do and I'm just like, I ain't saying nothing right now. But we weren't complicit. We weren't compliant because we showed that none of us found that funny. Um, another example okay. that I have uh, is, uh, this is actually a good story. Um, I was with work colleagues and they were actually superiors. So higher position than me. This was about a couple of years ago. And they were looking at their phones and then nagchichismisan sila saying na, Oy, yung common friend natin. Nahanapan siya ng girlfriend niya ng list ng mga artista na pwedeng bayaran for this and that, right? And then they were just yeah. talking and I was just there, sitting there. They go, the girlfriend found the list and you know what she did? She posted the phone numbers and the names of the girls on Facebook and the dude, ganyan-ganyan sila, tawa-tawa sila. And to be clear with you, these are technically, yeah, these are good guys. Like, my my former boss and one of my colleagues are actually maayos na mga tao. Pero of course, we do understand the locker room banter, boys will be boys. And me as a woman, medyo one of the boys din kasi ako. So I could be one of the people laughing along with them. Pero instead of laughing with them, I didn't get mad. You know what I said? You know actually what my bigger problem about that is? My bigger problem is that the woman posted the numbers of that woman. Why would you shame somebody 
for what she does when it's your boyfriend who's unfaithful to you. That was my point. How sure are you even that these mm-hmm. women really are selling their bodies? Or if they were, that's her business, not theirs. That the girl who posted should have worked it out with her boyfriend, broke up with her boyfriend if it was such a big issue to her, but it's not her call na i-dox yung mga babae na nasa list. That's so not cool. That's what I call anti-feminism. Um, yeah, she should deal with it with her boyfriend. To hell with that list. Who even knows if that list is real? Or if it's real, that's yeah. none of your business. So that's what I said to the two guys. And they were dumbfounded and they looked at me na sobrang that makes sense. Cool talaga to si Ria. Gumano na lang sila. Parang ako, I'm not trying to be cool. I'm, I, of course, I allowed them to flatter me. It is flattering when they say that. But in my mind, I made a difference by speaking up. And that made them think na, holy shit, mali nga. Na bakit natin sinishame mga babae sa society? Technically, itong lalaki na to yung nag-cheat sa partner niya or trying to cheat on his partner. And that made them probably um, force them into some kind of introspection about their own behavior as men that they know not to be shaming women in those little locker room conversations. I hope that that made an impact. So, yeah. So, w- w- when you say na, kunwari, yung the non-reaction to what is uh, supposed to be a joke, na yeah. may shades of toxic masculinity or that promotes yeah. rape culture even the 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 non-reaction or the silence is also a way of of speaking out against it is that uh um, tama, tama ba yun? the truth is when you are if you want to shift mindsets you probably should articulate something that that would be the most ideal thing you know yeah. um at this point i always say something now um dati hindi pero basically um, when that happened, that one person, very powerful person in the company who made that joke, nobody laughed. And then later on, among ourselves, we had a conversation. Everybody was like, that is not okay. Everybody was discussing how I'm so glad that nobody laughed because at least we all now, magkakampi tayo, hindi dapat ginagawa yun. So ako, hindi ko na kailangan magsalita dahil nakita ko naman na the reaction of everybody, we all agree that that was not okay. Um, but what, if it what about was the person lo- who... Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, what, what about the person though? Because um, if that person was capable of making a joke mm-hmm. like that in a public yeah. uh, setting like that once, mm-hmm. then there's a chance that it could happen again. So, like, how do you educate that person and turn them into an ally? Um, the truth is, if I had a one-on-one conversation with him, about it, I definitely would have said something respectfully, and I wouldn't fear losing my job because alam ko na pag hindi ko siya binastos or hindi ko siya kinausap or dignify in front of everybody, this man is actually quite respectful of my opinions, and I know that he would probably listen and then have some introspection. However, my concern back then is. I don't want him to feel disrespected if I said something in front of 50 people. So that is actually very tricky because to this day, we still see, we still see that we end up kind of being complicit by staying silent, Um, especially in industries like show business, modeling industries. um, um, Basically, male-oriented industries, we feel that because there is such a culture of accepted toxic behavior that if you decide to speak up, 
they're gonna think she's the difficult one. Let's take her out, or he's the difficult one. I've found right. that sometimes men, um, at least now it's I think it's different. I've gotten um, a glimpse into how locker room conversations go, and right now it's changing. But let's say three years ago, if you guys are all athletes, let's say you're all professional football players, and then they're all talking about chicks in the locker room. And yeah. in a really graphic way, like, okay lang naman eh. Uy, grabe, yung hot ni ganyan. Pero yung talagang really graphic, talking about, yeah, even looking at pictures at all, oh, look, she sent me this or whatever. If you, three to four years ago, if one of the athletes go, bro, don't do that, come on. It used to be that people are gonna be like, maklaya tato eh. Ganun sila dati, right? Um, yes. However, that's why we discuss also gender equality. Uh, my NGO doesn't just deal with protection from gender-based violence, but gender equality. Because I want to promote the fact that a man who's sensitive enough to not be bastos is not gay. For one thing, what's wrong with being gay? Parang yun yung gusto kong mag-get sa mga tao. Hindi insulto yung sabihin mong bakla yung isang tao. Because they're awesome, right? Secondly, if well, I also don't want to be accused of being gay if I'm not. So get score. Now, you don't want to be accused of being gay, even if I don't see something wrong with it, right? Pero point is, yeah. we want to promote healthy masculinity. We want to promote that men can be sensitive. Men can be open about their feelings. Men can be emotional and feel safe. That they can express these without being branded as soft or any of those um, toxic masculinity uh, uh, takes. So, kaya... Part of our job is educating people about what healthy masculinity is, what being um, a woman who's secure about her sexuality and why it actually makes a difference in making people understand your boundaries. Um, people don't know this, but a lot of times the women who get abused are the women who are a bit, a bit meek. Um, predators choose their victims based on how easily they feel they can get away with it. So if you are somebody who, like me, I, I'm very vocal. Um, I don't care. I wear what I want. I'll wear something sexy. I'm not scared. I wear whatever makes me feel good, right? Yep. And somehow, I'm not, you, I, I'm, I'm rarely ever victimized. I'm rarely ever violated because they know that a woman like me, I'm very clear about my yeses and my noes. So you know if I say no, hindi ako pakipot culture lang, purity, modesty culture. Hindi ako nagpapakipot. Yeah. Hindi ako nagpapapilit. I actually mean no. Men know that about me. So hindi rin sila nako-confuse. But of course, this is not to say that I couldn't possibly victimize. I'm not naive enough to say or think na hindi ako, hindi pwedeng mangyari yun sa akin in the future. But somehow, it has helped um, that men know that I'm very clear about my yeses and my noes so they don't try to violate it. So we also teach women to be more vocal, to be clear about your about your boundaries, um, to not be shamed about your own sexuality. Um, if I may share, yeah, please. there's actual statistics on um, why what you wear. Because right now we have the Ihaho movement and with yes. the Ben Pulpo, um, uh claim that. The clothing affects how men think, right? And yes. okay, for one thing, I have to clarify. If we're looking at statistics, um, this was a, an old study by 
University of Barcelona about the prevalence of sexual abuse uh, all over the world. So it's regional. They say one of the highest um, uh, prevalence is in Africa and in Europe. Ah, sorry, Africa and in the Middle East. It's above 30, 31%, if I'm not mistaken, in the Middle East, the prevalence. Meaning, kung 31% yan, almost one-third of women have experienced some form of sexual abuse in um, the Middle East. And you can see that they are wearing, they're, they're covered from head to toe. And then in Europe, which is the lowest prevalence at 9.2%, they are actually very liberal with the way they dress. Um, gender equality is very big, especially in Nordic countries, right? But they are actually very liberal when it comes to gender equality, the way they dress. Yung ibang ajan, pag beach, topless, diba? In Europe, that's quite common. But how come the prevalence of rape there is so much lower? Um, I do believe that it's, parang parang mo nang sinabi na, na, paano nangyari yun that it's more influenced in, um, the cultural the cultural mindset in countries where they're actually conservative and patriarchal and they try to to oppress women in countries like that mas mataas pa yung rape i do believe that it's because when you try to make decisions about women's body because of this fake conservatism the whole patriarchy system where women are oppressed the more you try to control women's bodies the more entitled you feel to take advantage of their bodies so in women uh, in, in the Middle East, it used to be that they weren't allowed to drive. It's only in the past couple of years they've been allowed to drive, right? But women there used yes. to not be listened to. They're told na kailangan mata mo lang yung kita. Bakit nare-rape pa rin sila? Kasi mas entitled yung mga lalaki doon sa katawan ng babae. Kaya mag, wag kang maghubad. Bawal kang maganto, bawal kang maganto. And they feel more entitled. That pagmamayari ko yung katawan ng babae na to. And that's why there's more rape there than in Europe where I can be naked, but it's only a very low prevalence of rape. So that is uh, important to note that. Let's not be um, let's not be confused or let's not be uh, disillusioned that what you wear has something to do with uh, the, the occurrence or higher rates of, of rapes because it's actually the opposite. It's inversely correlated if we're looking at global statistics. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code RESTING2XPOD. Again, the code RESTING2XPOD. Um, I've got a question here off of the comment section from Nikki Boy Gutierrez who asks, um, regarding what you said about the old school mentality, what do you think is the best way to educate uh, people who subscribe to this mentality that uh, these jokes should not be told anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, the best way to educate, well, because me, if you just try to tell them na don't do it, don't do it, um, wala, labas sa kabilang tenga yan. They will just think na, eh, well, you gotta be realistic. So when I try to educate, I always present a few things. One is I present facts. So that's what I told you, the data, statistics, studies, actual research to prove that the, your logic is actually wrong. So I start with actual proof that that is not really what you think. And then I try to tell them the effect of thinking that way. For example, um, whenever men or women actually i have to admit 
just as many women would ask, eh, ano ba kasi suot mo nung na-rape ka? Diba? Women ask that too, right? And then, right. after presenting the data and statistics to prove to them why clothing has nothing to do with it, in fact, it's inversely, cor- uh, in- inversely correlated, which is why I told you that thing about the Middle East and, and the comparison with the Middle East and Europe, then I tell them what the effect is yes. of verbalizing that, that um, I would say, verbalizing that that uh, flawed logic. So I tell them, alam ko, na in, and it's important also to have them understand that you know where they're coming from, that there are no big judgments. That's the reason I'm able to get through to some people, not all, admittedly, medyo umiinit din minsan ulo ko, pero minsan I'm able to get through people and change their mind. Because I don't paint them as a bad person for having the same cultural mentality as what was common 50 years, 30 years ago. They came from a generation kasi na yun ang talagang pag-iisip nila. So if we want to change cultural mentality, we have to do it slowly, condition them a certain way until the new there's now a new normal of way of thinking, right? So and that's dun ka magalit. Yeah. Kapag na-explain mo na, may kultura na nag-iba, tapos ganun pa rin pag-iisip nila, then medyo pwede ka na magalit. But first, you have to change the culture. You can't be vilifying people and making them feel na, e bobo ka kasi, hindi mo naiintindihan eh. Parang I think it's better to just tell them na, do you know that when you tell people that it's what they wear, you're doing two things. One is, hindi mo siguro na alam to, pero you're shaming the victim. You're shaming the person who was actually victimized. It makes them kind of shrink and be embarrassed about why they ended up drinking with a guy. So it promotes the culture of silence. And that's why walang nagkukulong na mga rapists. The women are scared to file cases or speak up kasi sila yung pinapahiya. So as much as I know you're telling women to dress up more conservatively because you think you you really want to keep them safe, I know you have a good intention, pero yun ang nangyayari. The women actually become silent. And secondly, nagiging uh, mas emboldened or empowered yung predator namang biktima. Kasi to them, ay, habang busy ka na tinitingnan mo yung suot ng babae at sinisisi mo siya sa suot niya, I will creep onto the next victim and then I will just get away with it because you're so distracted, focused on the woman's clothing. I meanwhile, yeah. feel like I can get away with anything and pag nahuli pa ako, mas papaniwalaan ako kasi yun nga eh, kahit yung ibang tao nag-agree na yung suot niya mali. So, mas kakampihan ako. Ganun ang isipin ko as a rapist, kung rapist ako. So, I I tell people, I give them um, enlightenment on what could possibly happen without judgments. Just telling them as it is what could possibly be the result of actually saying that. So, and then usually that's when they're like, okay, gets ko. Sige. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie Arias, who was actually part of our discussion last night, has yeah. a follow-up to uh, Nikki Boy's question. And she uh, sure. she contextualizes by saying that uh, the wrestling industry, particularly WWE, which is the biggest player in the game, has had a history of using real-life issues and turning it into storylines in the wrestling programs yeah. that they've broadcast. Uh, um, that being said, uh, Crystal, one of the local wrestlers who came forward with her story over the weekend, uh, told Rappler that uh, the wrestler she accused, Peter Versoza, uh, said that the allegations against him could be used in a storyline for if ever he were to make a comeback. 
So how can um, entertainment platforms like wrestling or even the media know what lines they should and should not cross when they want to tackle such topics? Again, I would say consent. Um, ipaalam mo dun sa survivor. If you want to use that type of story, find out their thoughts. Is this triggering for you? Is it bringing back bad memories for you? Or do you want to feel empowered and be part of this? Like, would you support it kung gagawin namin tong storyline na to? Do you think that helps the community? Ask for their opinion. Um, at the end of the day, there's no um, talagang clear-cut right or wrong knowing your boundaries. But I think finding out finding out what um, other people think, especially the ones who might be most greatly affected by it, would lead you to the right direction. I think just in being sensitive to not hurt anyone or, or misuse anyone's stories. Yeah. I have another question here from uh, someone who wishes to remain anonymous. And um, th- the question is about cancel culture. Because uh, mm. with, with the rise of these movements, um, social media is also quick to immediately <laughs> cancel whatever public figure is True. accused of sexual misconduct. So yeah. uh, he asks, if someone like me who knows in my heart that it was not my intention to harass anyone, but I was accused of harassment, uh, I, I will apologize and acknowledge her feelings. But what if after the survivor accuses the accused and the accused uh, apologizes and acknowledges, uh, is the accused still supposed to be vilified and antagonized because of the call-out? Like, th- doesn't it become unfair then for the accused? Um, this is how I personally feel. Like I said, this is not like something I would say na ako yung authority or dapat ito gawin, no? But personally kasi, remorse really matters to me. Um, I don't know if it's because I have some kind of sixth sense that I always know when somebody is sincere and not. Like, I don't know if it's fair to say na, oi, vet out mo. Um, I, I am trained in psychology. I am trained in personal and, and, and character development. Um, I am a natural empath. I used to not believe in that, but literally I meet people for the first time. It's rare that I dislike people, but the few that I dislike the first time, usually mabait sila sa akin, pero may, may nararamdaman akong mali. And then later on, I find out they're predators. So it's, it, it's, it's unfair to assume that everybody has that gift. no? But for yeah. me vetting out the character of the person, character history, meaning have they been doing, by the way, just to clarify, being sleazy or being manyakis does not make you a rapist, right? Uh, I just have to clear that out. However, if you are making people uncomfortable with your sleaziness and your promiscuosity, then I think it's important to have a conversation that would cause you to say, okay, I will do better next time. But I do feel no matter what accountability counts for something, taking full responsibility for what you did, properly apologizing, and what do you plan to move on, uh, to, to do moving forward? I would probably, if, if, if I am sincere about trying to be a different person, I'm going to express that. Not everybody has to believe me, pero I'll just hope that in me being clear and taking accountability for my actions, not trying to shame the girl or discredit the girl, but just being fully, wow, I didn't realize that this behavior was not acceptable. I know better now. I hope you guys can help me be a better person. Then eventually people will be more forgiving, I think. 
Yeah, baka ano lang ako, masyado kong um, optimistic. Pero I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. That it doesn't last for so long when people um, see your sincerity. Um, I've, I've got a question about uh, that I think will hit close to home for a lot of us who perform in the wrestling industry. So, um, siguro to give context, uh, we we share a locker room regardless of gender. Uh, yeah. But there are CRs as well. So like, if you really need to like take everything off, you can lock yourself in a cubicle, naman for you know okay. for for privacy. But because it's such a small shared space, uh, mm-hmm. pos- the, um, it, it's possible na kunwari, kunwari ako as as a guy, magsusuot ako ng polo or ng jacket, gumanda ako, and then may dumaan na, na girl, and mm-hmm. I come into contact with her. So uh-huh. like on my end, for example, nagbibihis lang ako. It was I, I didn't even know she was gonna pass. But let's say yeah. her. Her her breast, uh, parang na na brush ng fingers ko yung breast niya uh, sa pagda okay. niya. It wasn't my intention to uh, to to touch her inappropriately, uh, mm-hmm. but is there a clear cut label of me being definitely in the wrong? Uh yeah. The the clear cut label there is it was completely unintentional. Um, to be honest, what's your if that happens? What would be your reaction? Would you be just like, ay, but ka baka sinanjan eh? Or would you be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, hindi ko sinasadya, hindi, ko alam, hindi kita nakita dyan. It depends. What's your reaction after, right? And if the girl feels like she's still violated, yeah. just just apologize. I think um, hindi naman tayo mga cavemen who uh, are just reactive na, oh my God, nahawakan ako kahit aksidente, papatayin kita. I think hindi naman tayo ganun eh, diba? So we are still civilized as people. So um, just express your, ano, express your apology to the person. Yeah, I, you're not at fault with that. Next time, watch what you know, pero accidents like that happen. Mm-hmm. Um... How about if you see something happening to another person, like you're you're seeing uh, sexual misconduct potentially taking place or actually taking place, whether yeah. it's inappropriate touching or already into the more grave uh, situations? Yeah. As a third party, what do you do, or what is the best course of um, action to take? I believe this is super important, and both men and women, I think, need to take this type of action. If I, kahit stranger, if let's say I'm in a bar, women tend to stick uh, stick for each other. Like, I do have a friend who posted about this that she saw a girl na medyo hinaharas ng isang guy in a bar. And actually, she does know the girl personally. So, when she saw that the person was, because if you're very keen and you're observant, you could see that shit happening, right? And you can yeah. tell that she's not cool with this. And then the guy just keeps doing that. So she actually, nag-intercept siya. She actually told the girl na, hey, are you okay? Tapos tinignan niya yung guy. Parang, are you bothering her? Something like that. Um, the girl, the guy eventually, actually at first, inaaway din yung friend ko. Parang hinihiritan siya na, no, I just really wanna talk to her. I just really wanna talk to her. I just need a couple more minutes. There's some, I, I'm already leaving. I'm actually gonna leave. But I need a few minutes. I wanna talk to her. And then she... She didn't budge. She was like, do you want to talk to him? And then the the girl was, no, I don't. Oh, did you hear that? She doesn't want to talk to you. Get away. Get out. Talagang, talagang matapang siya eh. And to be honest, I don't think we should be scared to do something like that. Especially in a public place where there are bouncers. There are other people who will protect you. Um, I experienced once. I was in a bar. 
and I was with my friends. And this was only about two years ago, I would say. Or, yeah, probably about two years ago. And like I said, barely anybody messes with me. But this person kasi doesn't know who I am, doesn't know the kind of work that I do. So, siguro, parang foreigner siya. Akala siguro niya na, ay, Pinay, baka pwedeng, you know, whatever, they'll, they'll be submissive. So, what yeah. he did was, he was trying to, he was talking to me, and actually, I'm perfectly fine. Eh, hindi ako umiinom that night. I, I wasn't drinking that night, so it so happened. So, siya, lasing-lasing na siya. Tapos, actually, may itsura siya, ha? I'm even gonna go out and say that I was, I would have wanted to talk to him, but we're not on the same page kasi ako sobrang sober siya. Medyo lasing. So, una, usap lang kami, and then he was kind of, um, he was kind of not being very coherent. So, I, I'm just kind of like, yeah, sige, I'll, I'll just, ano, like, I'll, I'll catch you around. I was still nice to him, right? And then later on, he would end up, um, trying to make papansin, trying to make me kalabit, and then I was really getting annoyed already. Then he stuck out his foot and pretty much poked my butt using his foot. I didn't know that it was his foot at first. Minaramdaman lang ako, somebody poked my butt, and when I looked, it was him about a meter away or even more, so I knew it's probably his foot, right? So I was like, what the fuck? So I was like, bad vibes to, bad vibes to. You know what? Uwi na lang ako. So I started calling an Uber, at that time, I was about to call an Uber because I was just like, I'm I'm not gonna be having fun anymore because medyo nakakainis tong guy na to. And then he did it again. He actually stuck out his foot again and poked me in the butt. And that's when I turned around and I started smacking his head left and right across the room. Pretty much like, parang tinampal ko siya. Kasi mas disrespectful wow. yung sampal kesa. I could have punched him. But um, medyo di- mas, mas nakakapahiya yung sampal, diba? So I, I was like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Started doing that. And then everybody um, tried to actually stop, like kind of like stop me or parang na, okay, tama na, tama na. And then basically, his own friends, his own friends fought him. His own friends told him, now why did you do it to that, to that girl? Didn't you see that she didn't want to talk to you? You tried three times and then she was clearly not interested and not on the same page because she is sober and you are super drunk. How are, how, how are you still t- trying? Parang ganon. So go home, pinawi siya ng friends niya, kinik out siya ng bouncer. So, yeah, um, I do believe that we all have a role to play. Um, I may not be a victim or you may not be a rapist, but it doesn't mean we can't help disrupt this culture we all have a role to make this happen and uh, you know what they say that it takes a village to raise a a child or something like that literally for a culture to shift for the norm to change because right now the norm is pag malandi yung suot fair game ganun pa yung culture eh, and now it's starting to change but it has to take enough people to feel that way and think that way for it to be the new norm. And it can be done. It just isn't happening overnight, but it's starting already at the very least. We've got a question from backstage. Ro, uh, one of my co-hosts is actually joining Hi. us backstage. And he asks, Hi, uh, he asks what your opinion is on guys who are toxic masculine in a hostile way, particularly yeah. uh, people who support PUA or the, the pickup artist uh, community or, or group. How, how do yeah. you deal with those kinds of guys? Um, you know, if they are pickup artists um, and what they are trying to do is dupe women, 
definitely not cool. If they are a small group of nerds or un- like 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 people who are just wanna try to get women, pero they are taught skills of sensitivity and trying to connect with women, so there's more genuine aspect to it. I don't see anything wrong with that. But if you are, like I said, having um, a group that kind of has an intention to fool people, uh, that is kind of, uh, it's it's probably bordering sociopathy already when you have no regard for the other people, right? Um, like I said, let's disrupt that. Um, don't make them feel that it's okay to do that. I do have guy friends who have called out their own friends, whether on social media or privately. Ako, I'd rather do it privately. I'll only go through social media calling out someone. Pag talagang sobrang dami na niyang biniktima, ilang beses ko na siya tinry ka usapin privately, he keeps doing it, then it's time to kind of out him in the public. Pero that's always the last resort for me. I'd rather have a private conversation and say, bro, I hope you know hindi okay yon. And then hopefully that makes him stop. Kahit pa hindi sincere at they are just scared of being red tagged, so they stop doing it, then still you succeed in, in disrupting the behavior. Right, because you're already putting some sort of barrier that prevents yeah. any graver situation from taking place. Yes, exactly. But in the event yep. that it does, uh, let's say that I have a loved one or a relative or a friend who comes to me and they come forward and say that uh, they'd been sexually assaulted or sexually harassed. Uh, how do I respond? What is the best way for me to to uh, deal with that information? Okay. Um, people have the assumption that when you come across um, a survivor, sabihin natin, a victim, let's use the word victim, um, the first resort is justice. Let's get you justice, right? Because, of course, that's what we yes. want. That's the noble thing to want for somebody, for them to get justice. But right. when somebody is violated, what was taken away from them is consent, right? So I think the most important and valuable thing is to give back their power of consent. For people to heal, for them to to start their healing process, they have to feel that they're somewhat in control again of something that was taken away from them. So my first reaction when somebody tells me of, of, about what happened, first of all, I ask them how they are, how they're feeling. Just really let them tell you their story. Listen to them, diba? Um, Find out um, what their thoughts are, and then eventually they'll be able to tell you what they want to do about it. Then from there... You know, I, I always say, full stop. Once you're able to give them back their power of consent to to decide on what they want to do for their own time, full stop. There's no next option for me until they tell me what they want to do. And then I'll empower them to do what they said they want to do. So I, I do believe that those are the two important things. Listen to them. Really just hear them out. Find out what they want. Then third, I was is support them to be able to fulfill whatever they say they want. Um, it, it's uh, it, it's really it, it's really a tough 
uh, thing to talk about nga. and like even in this conversation I'm really I'm I'm also learning new things and um based on the comments I've I'm I'm seeing that uh, some of the listeners and viewers are also picking up these uh, new pieces of information. So if you'd like to uh, you know, keep leaving a comment or keep the convo going, ask a question, please feel free. Uh, you can also hit me up on Twitter. I'm also checking that right now at underscore Stancy or for the podcast at Wrestling2XPod. Um, I, I want to delve into uh, something that is relevant both in the wrestling industry and I guess to take it back to the entertainment industry. I think we did allude to this earlier and it's this toxic stan culture na uh, if, kunwari, the example of Ansel Elgort, marami siyang fans, marami siyang followers, but he'd been accused of sexual misconduct so now all yeah. of the fans start coming to his defense on social mm-hmm. media and he's far from the first and the last public figure who will have that legion of fans come to his defense. Yes. So, um, how do we address toxic stand culture and how do we properly, um, for lack of a better term, combat at it? Mm-hmm. Um, this is quite difficult because at the end of the day, you do have, if, when somebody is a celebrity and they are standing that celebrity, there's always that culture of, we'll stand by our person no matter what. Like, he cannot do any wrong, right? Um, for me, kasi, whenever I hear about... Um, Whenever I hear about allegations like that, first step, I will always listen to the victim. I won't um, disregard, regardless of what her background is, her history is, I will always want to hear everything she has to say. Because when when your consent is taken away from you, um, talagang ang hirap. Like, to be honest, the trauma that they have experienced is beyond what, some of us can imagine. Yung mga hindi pa naka-experience ng ganito, akala natin, naiintindihan na natin how traumatic it is. It literally, there, there are three possible reactions, uh, fight, flight, or freeze. And a lot of times, they freeze, even yeah. during the act, right? So, and some of them, they're able to talk about it years later. Like, literally years, like, uh, even maybe a decade later, it took, because like I said, not everybody wants to look at themselves as a victim. And not also, everyone is ready, Agad. Not everyone is ready. Dealing with the, the, their own trauma, dealing with their own acceptance that somebody had violated them, that's already difficult enough. Secondly, knowing the possible repercussions that you may be slut-shamed, you may be victim-blamed, um, lalo kung sikat yung tao na nang rape sa'yo, most likely, ikaw yung matawag dito, ma magkakaroon ng threats and all of that. What what we get in return, which at best is justice, is not sometimes, it doesn't feel worth all the pain, the embarrassment, the blaming that you will get. So, to begin with, ang hirap na para sa mga biktima na magsalita, whether male or female, in fact, male victims are mas lalong toxic, di ba? Parang ikaw pa yung yeah. may kasalanan. Um, I don't know if you remember Hans Montenegro who was um, abused when he was younger by his manager or something like that. And the 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 predominant reaction was, oh my God, grabe, he was taken advantage. Parang, I don't even think people, everybody believed in him that he was victimized. Akala lang nila, yak, pumatol sa bakla. And I'm like, right now that I actually have met him and spoken to him, hindi ko ma-imagine kung gano'ng kahirap yung pinagdaanan niya as a male victim to come out about being abused by by somebody, right? So, um, I will always listen to the victim regardless. Now, listening to the victim and and 
assuming that they are speaking the truth doesn't necessarily mean you're assuming guilty ka agad yung guy. I've met, like, for example, uh, in the story of Ansel Elgort, when you listen to the woman's story, it really doesn't contradict the statement of Ansel Elgort. Eh. Yeah. I feel both of them were telling the truth. So for me, assuming or, or saying na I'm gonna listen to this girl, whatever she's saying, I believe her and I believe that that's her truth does not mean na automatic rapist ganyan. <coughs> diba? You listen to both sides also. And it's not even, it's not always what they say. Of course, a guy will always say, hindi, hindi ako guilty. Of course, they will always say that, right? Or sometimes, they, 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 they might admit to something. But how do they respond? This is one telltale clue, a red flag, if I may say. If a guy suddenly becomes combative and starts discrediting the other person, and then when you start presenting facts to them and asking questions and wanting to hear their side after you present some facts, they're suddenly ayaw na makipag-usap, never mind na lang, then galit na sila sa'yo. Then there's, I, I'm inclined to take the girl's story as the complete truth when that mm-hmm. happens. So it's not even what they say sometimes, it's how they react to things that would allow you to kind of see those little clues about somebody's guilt. And it's not foolproof, I have to say. I, I would have to admit that it's not a perfect, uh, you know, it's not a perfect plan or ploy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, uh, as, as we get to our last few questions, I want to talk sure. about how to practically apply the things that we're talking about and the things we're learning. Um, a lot of it starts at home in terms of the culture because we oh, yeah. mentioned the behaviors that are learned normalized and desensitized but sometimes yes. even the people closest to us uh, you know they're, they're sort of part of the problem um, people from an older generation a parent a tito a tita a grandparent yes, exactly. uh, could could make these uh, remarks or could crack a rape joke or could yeah. be victim blaming whenever may pinag-uusapan na tao na who went through rape so how yeah. do we deal with this how do we tell our loved ones especially those na in our society should be for lack of a better term, revered, because it's more I mean, to be honest with you, I sh- I prob- I'd have to admit I'm the worst person to ask this. You know why? My own family <laughs> thinks I'm a rebelde just because I always speak my mind. Just because when somebody says something like, eh, ano ba kasi yung suot niyan, kaya siya nagaganyan, I will not, lalo pag family mo, you know that they'll love you regardless. So wala ko talagang filter. I'm a bit more yeah. sensitive when I speak to other people, the public, because I really want to 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 be more sensitive. Pero because I know my family will accept me no matter what. Wala kong filter. And I just talagang medyo galit pa nga ako. I would really like always speak up and get them to understand that it's not what you think. Ganyan, ganyan. So my family actually thinks na sobrang rebelde ako. But in reality, I'm also just trying to educate them with the same things that I try to educate the public. Medyo kasalanan ko yun. It's not communicated in the most effective way. So yes, and unfortunately, wala akong may offer na sound advice how to do it because I probably messed that up also. But um, siguro the only thing is try to understand where they're coming from. Kumbaga, kung in-apply ko the way I speak to the public or to random people, kung in-apply ko yun sa sarili kong family, baka mas naging effective pa ako. So, what that means is uh, listen to them. Don't uh, judge them from the very beginning, but actually present 
either situations, stories, or data and statistics to debunk what they're saying, but in a compassionate way. I do feel that if it's coming from a place of compassion, there's a bigger chance for you to be heard. Um, people tend to be very defensive and automatically resist something when they feel that somebody is trying to poke them and make them feel or look bad. Um, automatic yan. Hindi ka lang papakinggan yan, magagalit pa yan sa'yo. So try to try to do it with compassion. Always see the human side and, and understand. Everybody makes mistakes, but if, if you um, communicate it in a way that... Um, uh, has a level of care, then it might have different results. Now, uh, <clears throat> yung community namin uh, in, in pro wrestling, whether local yeah. or international, is very male-dominated even among the fans. Um, mm -hmm. I'm coming into this with the perspective of a cisgendered straight male. So, um, in order to apply the things that we've talked about, how can someone like me be an ally? What what are effective <clears throat> steps I can take to be an ally? Um, you know what? Uh, when it comes right down to it, we still come from a culture of uh, I don't want to be perceived as soft. Kailangan yan, parang yeah, kaya may mga locker room talk, kaya may boys will be boys. It's such an accepted behavior that men are just the way we are, so women should be the one to adjust to their bad behavior. And that's still kind of predominant, especially in older generations. But since there is now a clear conversation and people are suddenly, you know, are open to shifting their mindset or having a paradigm shift about this, I think the most important thing is for men to keep help keep each other in check. If you can have or pro provide a safe environment where men, um, by the way, and this is something I have to express, most abusers have also suffered some level of abuse in the past. That's not to say that what they're doing now is excusable, pero usually may pinanggalingan yan. Either they witnessed it or actually were the ones who received, were the, on the receiving end of abuse. It normalized things for them. And the anger may be whether alam nila or hindi. Sometimes di nila alam na meron pala silang galit dahil sa past na, na, na experience or nakita nila. It ends up taking a toll on the way they treat other people, wanting to take it out on people. So if we can um, create a safe space or environment where men can talk, where men can be honest about um, about their past or how they feel about what they've experienced in the past, then it is a first step in trying to rewire the way they think and how. Because movement. I, I shared this article in New Zealand. There's a barbershop starting a she's not your rehab movement. So in that barbershop, men are actually allowed to just chill out. They speak one by one and share about their um, traumatic experiences. They're allowed to cry. Nobody judges each other for being emotional. And that's a first step. So that let's deal with, uh, let's deal with it here as men. Bago tayo lumabas at allow na yung mga girlfriend ninyo, asawa ninyo at mga anak ninyo yung maging kawawa dahil hindi nyo pa figure out on your own. So there, creating space, uh, safe spaces for men, I think is very valuable. Um, keeping each other in check. Um, that bro culture of protecting each other when somebody does something wrong, uh, I, I do believe that it can be dispelled. This whole bro culture na basta ano lang tayo, wag natin 
ire-report kung may ginawa, nag-cheat sa asawa niya. Um, hindi ako makikialam para lapitan ko yung asawa. Pero I would go to my friend na guy. Kunyari, lalaki ako. I would tell my, masaya ka ba sa marriage mo? I don't know. If, if you guys are close enough, then you can have real conversations where you could uh, give them a safe space to just be honest. Ngayon, kung aminin niya na hindi, gusto ko lang talaga, marami akong flavors. Wala naman, okay naman yung asawa ko, pero gusto ko lang, mar- ah, parang bro, hiwalayin mo na lang asawa mo para legal. Pero, but diba, kung, kung yun ang problema mo, medyo selfish. I think it's important to call each other out privately. Privately, not publicly. If you could uh, settle that conversation amongst yourselves, then I think you should do it. Um, so, so, sorry, me, na, na, ano dun, uh, I, I guess nagulat ako dun because uh, <laughs> the, the, the idea of calling each other out privately sounds so easy and yet it's also so difficult because... <laughs> There, there's that expectation of resistance, I guess. Um, you know, going back to yung sinabi mong bro culture na it's so easy to just uh, subscribe to that idea na hindi, we have to look out for one another. Or pag oh, yeah, ikaw yung yeah. call out sa bro mo, ikaw pa yung nagmumukhang nambabasag yeah. ng trip. So it's, um, like, I, I think we have a long way to go. For sure. Um, I, I guess... In terms of going forward, aside from these steps that we can all take as individuals to be allies, uh, where can we? Uh, are, are there hotlines? Are there websites that exist locally? Because in the U.S., there's Rain. There are organizations like Rain, R A I N N, that mm-hmm. uh, um, look after survivors. So, uh, where can our listeners, our viewers, if ever they have someone in their family, in their circle who needs uh, these types of services, where can they go? Um. Actually, because I do some volunteer work for um, women's uh, care centers. So they used to be known as women's, women's crisis center. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I did send you some contact details yes. so that they could reach out. Um, I, I'm not sure how to flash that on the screen. But It'll be in the search description of the podcast okay. when we upload it to Spotify and All other right. platforms. So yeah, um, I do a bit of power, uh, a bit of uh, volunteer work for them. I do empowerment coaching for trauma survivors. Um, so yeah, they'd be, I think, for top of mind, they are the people to call if you are experiencing something like that. Okay. Yeah, and and, and in terms of allies, I think it would, you know, to be honest, um, I do also give gender sensitivity talks to men. Um, I was asked by UN Women to conduct a gender sensitivity training to 100 barangay tanods in in QC. And uh, even actually a corporate client uh, actually grabbed, had asked me to conduct gender sensitivity uh, training for their drivers, you know. So technically, the fact that um, some of these, both government and private companies, have invited me because they want to make sure that their men are kept in check. That helps enough, to be honest. Um, if you do want to provide something like that for your group, whether um, whether you're a fellowship group or a private uh, corporation or a government institution, please reach out to um, or face, 
Facebook pages Empower Philippines. Hindi lang kami admittedly masyadong active kasi hindi kami masyadong ma-social media ni Kat. But yeah, we'll be able to read the messages there. Um, yeah, Kat is accessing that one. She's the one um, updating the page. Let us know if you're interested to have us conduct some kind of gender sensitivity. Um, I don't want to say training kasi parang napaka-scholastic naman, diba? but it's really yeah. just a conversation. It's an interactive storytelling not to tell you you're wrong don't do that don't do that. we won't be telling you to do certain things or not do certain things but we will try to enlighten you as much as uh, we can para bumukas yung isip nyo on why this conversation matters and it will be a fun and interactive conversation we can provide that for you guys empower philippines facebook page uh, as a last question, meron nagpahabol. Uh, this is from sure. Abby over on Facebook. And Abby is asking about yung cognitive dissonance of um, expressing uh, how sexually attractive a guy and a girl is. And I guess to localize that in the context of wrestling, syempre you have all these athletes and performers. And, and a lot of the time, both the men and women are, are not very clothed. Like, you know, there are yeah. guys na trunks na talagang suot. And there are also women whose, uh, whose skin is very visible when they're performing. So, uh, she's asking, bakit bawal nating tawaging hot in a sexual way ang women performers kasi bastos yun, but we can say the same about an attractive male performer. Or, can we call the girls hot ba? Or, I can call them hot because I am a girl, but guys cannot. Um, in the same way, honest, na kapag guy ka, naging victim ka, no one believes you, parang, wow, nagre-reklamo ka pa, pero pag girl... Dapat, dapat yes ka agad pag lalaki. Yeah. That's also unfair. That's also unfair. Right. Men are equally just as allowed to say no if they mm-hmm. want. Kasi sa culture natin, pag, pag nag-no ka na lalaki, parang, ay, siguro may tinatago. That's just ridiculous, right? But, um, no, you know, I'll be honest with you, saying that somebody is hot, I don't feel that it's bastos. Um, especially, uh, if I post a photo on my own Facebook, which I only have my own friends on Facebook, I don't um, accept requests of people I've never met, no, but, um, the ones who who would say comments like that are usually only close friends of mine. And it's it's fine. I'm flattered. I would actually respond and say na that I'm flattered. Pero kapag uncomfortable ako, tas hindi hot, ay hindi ano, hindi medyo bastos na eh. Baka kasi yung sabihin mo ang hot mo dun sa ang sarap mo or whatever, that's already very graphic and I feel that people should know when to to draw the line in terms of flattering someone. If I say something like "Wow, you're, you're you like you look really hot," I I don't know how you're able to maintain that kind of figure. That is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And by the way, um, I did mention earlier that there's a difference between being maniac. Yeah. Because kadamihan kapag pag pag pinag-usapan natin ng predators or rapists people would all, lalo sa mga troll, nagko-comment sila na manya ka kasi, pag-iisip ng manya or whatever. And I'll be honest, I have to clear up that there's nothing wrong if you're promiscuous. They would call these fuckboys. Honestly, yeah. um, I have to address that I I'm, I actually have nothing, uh, I, I have nothing against fuckboys. Parang for me, the only reason I won't date them is because I care about whose energy I give to. Pero hindi ko sila tinitingnan na baboy mo, rapist ka. Parang for me, go for gold, bro, as long as there's consent. 
as long as the people that you are getting sexually involved with also want to get sexually involved with you, go for the win. Just be safe. Use protection. Happy for you. <laughs> That's how I feel. Pero, I won't date them because me, yung energy, I, I again, um, I do believe that sharing energies with people is valuable. I don't want to spend time with somebody who spends time with random people they barely know because the energies, I believe in transference of energies. But that is a belief. I know that by faith. I don't know that by fact. It's not a universal fact that there is such a thing as transference of energies. It's not proven by science or any of that. So... That's why I don't have any judgment if somebody believe don't doesn't believe it or somebody thinks of it a different way because I know that my belief is based on faith, believing without seeing. So I don't assume, I'm not arrogant enough to assume that I'm the right one and you guys are all wrong. So ako, walang judgment. Personal choice ko lang that I won't get involved with that. Pero kung kayo, iba yung pinaniniwalaan nyo, go lang, basta safe kayo. Wala kayong sinasaktan. Um, before we end, I just want to pre- uh, preface that a lot of our conversations seem to come from a heterosexual point of view, especially from like uh, the way I ask my questions. Because yun yung pinanggagalingan ko. But uh, I acknowledge that even uh, the LGBTQ plus community also struggles with these issues. And at the same time, you can also be LGBTQ plus and um, unknowingly or subconsciously be emanating the toxic masculinity because just because. Uh, you're, you're homosexual it doesn't mean that you're not masculine so yeah. um, ca- uh, can we take a, f- a few moments to address lang din, like how uh, yung, yung toxicity can be coming from a relatively marginalized community like even if sa safe space ng, ng LGBTQ plus nagiging toxic pa rin siya and maybe that should be addressed um, can you give an example that, that yeah um, uh, so, so, sure yeah. Uh, for, an example, probably. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, siguro in, in spaces online where uh, um, a, a group of uh, or, or a forum where you have LGBT people uh, commenting na Daddy, anakan mo ko, uh, you know, ah, someone. Bastos na yon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like got it's, it. it's, it's still catcalling, diba? Like, pl- please correct yeah, me if I'm wrong, but that is still catcalling when the, yes. uh, whether it's uh, directly commented at the person or yeah, at the person or yeah. parang kahit wala yung tao, yun yung comments dun sa picture that, yeah. that was posted without that person's consent. Um, to be honest with you, that is a perfect example of actually even women say that. It's not even just particularly to LGBTQ. Ano lang ang LGBTQ? Mas ano sila? Mas vocal sila sa mga ganyan. Pero women mas hiya. Pero yes, women also say stuff like that. And to me, that's a no-no. It's, um, it is a form of catcalling. When it becomes that graphic and bastos na, um, you should probably look into your own behavior. And I know that these are comments that they say online whether, you know, sometimes to be funny, sometimes talaga harmless. Aminan ko yung iba harmless yan. Wala naman talagang balak gawin yan in real life, di ba? Pero they say it right. because they're behind the computer screen, they're writing on a keyboard. You have to um, understand that your thoughts, whatever is on your mind, they, they may translate into words and that's when you should stop. That's when you should evaluate kung dapat mo bang i-translate or i-verbalize kung ano yung niisip mo. Kunyari, 
um, as a straight woman, let's say I see a Ryan Gosling, or actually, hindi ko type si Ryan Gosling, but let's say I see a, you know, um, conventionally really hot guy. And I'm thinking, oh my God, he's so hot. I, sure, I yeah. want to do this and that, ganyan. Those are thoughts, but if I'm not verbalizing it, especially not sharing that, um, um, not sharing that publicly, pwede siguro sa isang best friend ko lang na, oh my God, grabe si Ryan Gosling. Pero yung imagine nasa conversation kayo of 10 girls, tapos talking about how you just wanna do this and that. When your your thoughts already start translating into words and it 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 starts spreading on a larger scale, unknowingly, it will translate into actions. It will make it feel okay for you to carry on that behavior when you actually get the chance. So we have to be mindful of what we articulate, what we verbalize. Thoughts, sometimes you can help it, sometimes you cannot, but you can control what you say. And just be wary that that can translate into actions and you don't want it to reach that level. Pati behavior mo na Yeah, uh, I, I just wanted to get that out there because it's something, uh, um, these are comments I also come across, not necessarily sa akin na direct, but I see them. And uh, I, I guess for me, I've wrestled with the thought na, how do I feel about this? Why do I feel uncomfortable seeing this? Uh, and then I think about power dynamics na, am I a straight male? Am, am, am I entitled to call these people out? Because dun papasok yung, uh, yung power dynamics na marginalized. They can easily just as easy, easily say now we've claimed this space as our own and it becomes a very uh, hard uh, piece of baggage to unpack all on its own so I just wanted to get at least that layer out there to draw the line um, you know this this conversation can can go so many different ways and I'm, I'm sure the time that we've spent is not enough to really unpack everything so uh, I I just want to say thank you Ria that you thank even you. accepted our invitation and that you took the time out to share everything that you have of course, of course. I'm really, uh, like I, I, I said, I, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, please, sorry. Yeah, uh, oh, no, like I, I was going to say, that I, I felt like it was super un, uh, super necessary to have this uh, conversation for us as a community in, in wrestling. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like even us as Filipinos, so you know, um, it, it really helps having voices like yourself who are able to express all of these thoughts for everybody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, if, if, we were going to try to encapsulate this whole conversation. Um, syempre, dami nating shinare na stories because we want people to understand these things, not just as a concept, but we want to take them to the experience. That's why the stories become longer. Pero at the end of the day, last reminder would be just consent. Like, that is the very... Um, De the delineating factor between what is abuse and what is uh, what is okay and what is just normal sexuality, it's consent. Realizing and trying to find out if the other person is okay with it. I think that's what it boils down to. If you follow that, then, then um, you know, mistakes could, could be avoided. Confusion could be avoided, even in our conversations. If if the person hears about what I am trying to say, how would they feel? Just being sensitive as a human being. It's the golden rule, basically. It doesn't matter how horny you get, pero at the end of the day, if you know 
that what you are saying and what you are how you are acting is going to make somebody not happy or uncomfortable and not happy because you can't satisfy everybody but to, if somebody is kind of um uh, you're taking somebody's uh, consent away from them then then try to try to be mindful about your own behavior right um there are so many reading materials out there as well. Uh, Rio was able to share some of them with me as I was doing my preparations for um, our discussions for this week on the podcast. So I can retweet them as well on both the Twitter accounts of the podcast at Wrestling2XPod and for myself at underscore Stancy. Uh, Rio, if our listeners want to get in, in touch with you and uh, communicate with you directly um, to either know more about your work or to, uh, to help and to work with Empower Philippines, how can they reach you? Um, basically, they can uh, message the Empower Philippines page. Um, on Twitter and on um, Instagram, I will definitely read messages. You can reach out to me. Um, my name on Twitter is Makeup by Ria. So that's one word, Makeup by Ria. R-I-A yung Ria. Um, and then, actually, wag, wag na sa Instagram kasi medyo douche yung name ko sa Instagram. <laughs> so yeah, pwede. Just tweet me, Makeup by Ria, if there's any. <laughs> it's a douche name. So, <laughs> it's medyo patawang name. Eh. So yeah, <laughs> maybe better on Twitter na lang. Yeah, Makeup by Ria. Sure, no problem. Yeah. All right. So thank you very much to everybody who joined us tonight for our uh, for our live podcast. For those who sent in your questions, whether uh, privately or through our live comment section, we really appreciate it. Uh, we've shared this as well in various groups uh, within the wrestling community. So uh, super appreciate uh, all the people who took time out to learn something. Uh, my personal hope is that we can all use this as an opportunity to become allies for one another, to help um, our environments, whether they're work or our personal environments, to be safer. So I hope that we can all take the steps to, to get towards that. So, uh, Ria, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Thank you. Thank you very thank you much to Nikai Lucanias, our producer for tonight, and the rest of the Podcast Network Asia family, as well as my co-hosts, Romoran, Raf Camus, and Chino Liao, for allowing me to have this platform for us to be able to champion this cause because uh, it, it, it starts with us naman talaga, as cheesy as it sounds. So, uh, on that note, um, just reminding you, uh, everyone, once again, uh, please get consent. And let's all respect one another. And um, please stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, and wear your face masks, uh, face masks, everyone. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Thank Bye-bye. you, everyone. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.